Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Couples Healing Podcast. This is Sam Tielemans, and today I wanted to share a quick episode based on a session I had just 20 minutes ago because I feel like there was such a cool nugget in there that I wanted to pass forward to you guys because I think... So when I meet with people, what I share with them, the thing that I, the thought that I just ended on, I said, there's two things that happen when we're in session. Number one, we're actually untangling this like ball of yarn, let's say, where there are blocks and fears and concerns and limiting beliefs. Like we have this ball of yarn, we're untangling it. But I, what I want even more than that is for them to understand and know exactly how we are doing it so that then they can go forward and implement what they did in session because in my mind, therapy has an end. I don't want people to have to come to therapy for five years straight. I want you to know exactly what to do, how to do it. It's like the whole teach a man to fish or give him a fish. So in the session, my focus is both. I want to help you untangle things and then teach you in the process how to do this so you can just duplicate this on your own. And so there was such an important thing that we discussed. And I think this is a very common concern for many husbands is that this like concern about opening up and sharing how they feel, there are lots of objections and blocks and limiting beliefs around that idea. And one of the ones that this client just had was, if I open up and share how I feel, if I talk about my sadness or my fear or my overwhelm, my wife is not going to be attracted to that. She's going to think I'm some whiny baby who's this wimp and I want to be this rock for her because I want to be there and support her. She's going through a ton of stuff. So number one, I don't want her to see me as this like wimpy guy. Number two, his other concern, which is again so common, I don't want to burden her with my own stuff when I know she's already going through a ton herself. And so that I think is such a very common block for many people because when, as we, if you followed me for any length of time, a key part of the healing process is to be able to connect on an emotional level. We want to be able to connect with our partner. And what does that mean specifically? It's when we feel close. It's when we feel seen and loved and important and like we matter. So that's this idea of connection. And everybody in a relationship wants that. That's a part of why we get into a relationship is because of how we feel. We feel close to this person. We develop feelings of love. We, we have this bond with them. And so in order to create that, love is not something that you just fall into and then magically fall out of. There's a process by which we can create feelings of love. But most of the time this happens without us even thinking about it or even knowing how it happens. We just develop feelings and we think, oh, this is awesome. I really like this person. But the reality is that the building blocks for love are connection and being present and engaged so when we're engaged in conversation, when we're engaged in somebody else's life and we're present and we're, we're connecting with them on that level, that's how you create feelings of love. When couples go through these experiences where there's betrayal and hurt and dishonesty and lack of trust and the relationship breaks down, those building blocks stop being put in place over and over again, right? Love is not something that you just do once. It's not a set it and forget it. It's something that requires nourishment or maybe another word for that is like it requires ongoing attention nurture that's what i was looking for and so 
to be clear, these building blocks are the things that we want to focus on when we're trying to rebuild a relationship as well. Just how it is when we when we get into a relationship with our partner, it's because of those things. And when relationships are damaged, we need to start back and continue to it's like we need to re we need to uh, hyper emphasize those things because that also is a key component to re- being able to rebuild trust. So that was his concern. Those two main things. Number one, I'm going to be a wimp. She won't be attracted to that. Number two, I don't want to burden her. So why would I open up and share with her how I'm doing and the things that I'm struggling with if she's overwhelmed herself? The thing that she said was so important. I wrote it down verbatim because and I, uh, it, I thought it was just such a good explanation for this. So when he said that, I wanted to hear from her, what's that like to hear? When you hear his fear, when you hear his concern, what do you think about that? And she said, this isn't the part that I wrote down verbatim, but this is the first part of it. She said, I feel like less of a loser. So those are kind of harsh words, right? She's hard on herself. She feels bad about herself. She's always, in her mind, she's always struggling. She's always got some worry. She's, you know, she's hurting because of the situation. She's like, I just feel like a loser. There's always something wrong. There's something like I'm the complainer in the relationship is what she said. And so she's like, I feel, and then she clarified it, which I liked how she said this next part. She says, I feel less alone. When my husband, sharing back to him, she said, when you open up and share with me, I feel more connected to you. And I feel like I'm less alone because if you're always the strong one, then I think, what's wrong with me? Why am I always the one who's got things that come up? Why do I always have feelings that of sadness or fear or concern? Not that she's constantly living in a state of depression, but just like the normal ebb and flow of life, we all feel things, just was true for the husband. So for the, other, for the, the man that I was working with, he also had the same things, but he chose to... Uh, what's a good word for this? He chose to not reveal those emotions and thoughts of overwhelm and stresses. He chose to not reveal them, even though they were there. The facade was, everything's good. I'm fine. I'm the rock. I can handle this. Tell me what's going on. Let me fix it. Which there's a place for that. We want to be able to work through situations and make decisions and take action when necessary. But there's also a place for sharing when we don't feel like we have it together. So the words, the, the, the phrase that I wrote down verbatim was that when he shares with me how he feels, this is the quote, that enriches who you are because it shows another facet of the stone. I thought that was such a cool way to describe that. It enriches who he is because yes, he while he does have things together, and he can make decisions and take action. That's all great. But there's another, she can appreciate who he is even more by seeing this other facet of the stone or the diamond or who he is. And so his concern was like, I just, you know, I, I just don't want you to see me as weak. She said, I could see you in a hospital bed hooked up to a ventilator and know that you're a strong person. But seeing this other facet of the stone helps to enrich you. It makes me feel more human. It makes me feel more connected to you when you share. This is such a critical piece to rebuilding relationships. 
In the beginning of the session, I asked them, I said, okay, everybody has a blueprint for what helps them feel safe. Everybody has a, a template for what that looks like. What I mean by that specifically is, I, I think about like the five love languages. That's a, that's a pretty simple way of looking at how do you feel love, but there's absolutely something to that. So for me, I think about myself as a physical touch person. So if I come home and my wife, uh, let's say, let's say I come home and my wife hands me this like note that she writes me and then a little gift, like a little candy bar, I would think, wow, that's like very nice of you. I really appreciate that. That's very kind. And I would feel appreciation. I would feel gratitude, which is great. Like that's, that's a good thing. But if I wanted to feel, if she wanted to make me feel loved, and sometimes when you use the word make me feel, I know, again, I can hear people think like, well, you can't make anybody feel anything. While that's true, you can influence how somebody feels. So if she wanted to influence me and really generate this feeling of love with and it, like if there was an action that could generate a feeling, it would be greeting me with a big hug and looking at and just like touch. It's, it's like just holding me. And so that's my blueprint or template for how I can most easily experience feelings of love. Now, we all have a template for everything, whether it's fun or how to feel connected or how to feel safe or uh, it, it, like literally every experience that we have, we have an expectation that's often unconscious. We're not actively thinking about it oftentimes, but we all have a blueprint. And so I started off the session by asking, okay, we got to figure out what is the, because they're in this kind of holding pattern where they've done really, really good work. Now, uh, she had to go to another state because of, uh, uh, he was, he's in a different state because of a work situation. So they want to keep building the relationship and it's crucial that they understand what exactly creates those feelings of connection and trust. How do we deepen that? Even if they're in different places. And so as we started to talk about what this looks like, this is when this whole thing came up for them. So the reason why I share this is because I want you also to be paying attention to what are the things that you need in a relationship in order to feel, fill in the blank, whether that's trust, whatever the next step is for you. What's the next step in your relationship? Do you feel like you're missing connection? Do you feel like you're missing shared time and experiences together where you're having fun and building the relationship through time? Do you feel like you're missing trust? Do you feel like you're, whatever the piece is that you feel like is missing, what's the next step in front of you? Because you might think, well, well, we're in an awful place. Okay, well, what's the next step that you might want to take to help you get further down the road? Once you identify what that next step is, then you can start to brainstorm, what does it look like for me? And let's say it's connection. What does it look like for me in order to feel more connected? That's when we led into this whole conversation about, well, yes, I hear her saying she wants me to share, but here's my concern. Here's my fear. I just don't want to feel this, this, and this. I don't want her to think this. My concern is this. So in this session, again, what I explained to them is like some people just need help to be able to untangle the yarn, and then they just need a roadmap for how to keep doing that as things come up in their relationship. One of the other things that I mentioned to them was, was the the idea that the win isn't that the yarn doesn't get tangled. I keep using this analogy of the yarn. You know what I mean by this? It's this like problems, right? A problem or a concern or a, a, a tiff that we get into or a moment of like a breakdown, some kind of a, a communication breakdown. Like there's some kind of an issue that arises, like this ball of yarn is created, let's say. 
the win isn't that the ball of yarn never gets created. That's unrealistic. There will always be something that comes up because we're alive and life is changing and circumstance change and circumstances change. Our feelings change. We misinterpret things all the time. Like that stuff is just a given. That's going to happen. That's fine. That's not the problem. The win is that when you recognize what contributed to that ball of yarn and you have the skills and the ability to untangle it and resolve it. And so as I shared with them in session, what we're doing right now, because again, some people just need help to be able to untangle specific things because they're bigger than what they can do on their own. They don't have the tools yet. So as we're doing it, I always kind of step out of it and I narrate, almost, I guess you can say the word narrate. I can say, okay, good. You guys just did this. We, we worked through this problem. Now, this is how we did it, right? Kind of like behind the curtain. This is what you just did. Because if we're just having a good discussion and things go well and they're like, oh, great, I feel much better. That's good. But we want them to be able to do that on their own. So what I said was the way to untangle this ball of yarn You share how you feel, you share a need, you share a concern, and then the other person will have some kind of a block or an objection or a fear or a concern or a belief or a perspective that gets in the way of being able to take action. It's the, yeah, but yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. You want me to share, but so the key is to be able to get clear on what's the objection, what's the yeah, but, and then share that back with your partner. Because when she said, I really want you to open up and share, this is what helps me build connection. She got clear about what that is. So even if they're in different states, they can do phone calls, they do FaceTime all the time, they're building their relationship. But if they're not clear about what it is that actually moves the needle, they can just have a bunch of FaceTime conversations and feel like they're stagnant. So for her, she was able to get clear about what I need is to have us speak on a deeper level about what we're going through, what we're experiencing, and I need you to share that with me as well. He hears that and says, okay, I hear that, but, and then concern, concern, concern. So instead of him just saying, okay, well, I'm just going to give it my best shot. I hear that's what you're saying. Okay, I'm going to try it. If there's a concern there, we want to vocalize that and say, yes, I hear you. And this is my hesitation. I don't want you to see me like this. I don't want it to cause this problem. And again, in that instance, he says, I don't want to burden you. And plus, I don't want you to see like see me as unattractive and weak. He shared that back with her. When she hears that from him, now she can take the yarn and untangle it by clarifying and reassuring him and saying, I see what you're saying. Now, let me share with you from my perspective. I actually don't think that's weak at all. I think it enriches you because it shows another facet of the stone. I want to see this. It helps me to feel like I'm not alone. And she shared that back with him that when he hears that, he's like, ah, that was something that was in my own head then. And he's really good about once he hears the truth or the reality or gets another perspective, like he can shift it. So he's like, okay, that's good for me to know because I was making up the story about what I thought she would see me as. But now when I actually hear that this is what she's saying, I don't have to believe this old story anymore. So what I want to offer all of you who are listening, I wanted to share this story and this principle that being able to work through any challenge is possible once you have this roadmap. And to be able to clear, be clear about what the roadmap is, it often involves looking at and sifting through the concerns and the objections. And so 
one of the biggest things that can help you move forward in your relationships is to be able to share how you feel. And that goes both ways. Because not only does it help you bring up the concern to be able to resolve it, you're, you're, you're able to do, it's like a two birds, one stone kind of a thing where you're resolving an actual concern. And by virtue of sharing how you feel and being vulnerable, this is building the relationship in a way that you can't build it any other way. It's helping the other person feel seen and like they're not alone and like their opinion matters and their life is important and their feelings and their thoughts, all of that is important to your partner. You just can't get that any other way. And so I wanted to share this with you again, just so you can have a roadmap for if you want, if the next step on your journey is building more connection, it's being able to share. And again, sometimes there are these big blocks and people need help sifting through those, but I hope that I've shared this tool with you that the way to do that is through object, like bringing up these objections, talking through them and getting the support to do that can be helpful, but that is the roadmap. So I'd encourage you over the next week, if this is the thing that you practice, try to be able to open up and communicate with your partner on a deeper level. And if there are concerns or objections, try to share those and see if you can problem solve and game plan or at the very least, uh, I say at the very least, it's actually starts with reassurance. We want to start with reassuring and validating and like, I get that. And this is maybe, this is where I see things and I don't see you like that. I see you as a strong person, right? Once you have that baseline of reassurance and validation, then you can problem solve. Then you can figure out, okay, tactically, this is what we're going to do then. We're going to do a FaceTime call every other week and, or not every other week, we're going to do a FaceTime call every other day or we're going to talk, we're going to make sure we carve out some time each week for us to be able to share. You can come up with a game plan after you've been able to work through the objections. So I hope that's helpful. I would absolutely encourage all of you to try this. Share, open up. If there are objections, you can resolve those. But this is the key to be able to rebuild connection, trust, and safety because those things are on the feeling level. They're not so much on the behavioral level. So I hope this has been helpful. It's always a pleasure to do these episodes. I hope that they're helpful. If so, I would love for you to give me some feedback in terms of a rating and review just so I can keep learning ways in which I can help support you guys during this journey that can feel overwhelming if you're doing it on your own. So I'm glad that you're here. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you're finding this as a helpful resource. And I look forward to speaking with you guys again next week. Take care. Wait, before you go, I'm offering free access for my podcast listeners to a course I created. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org so you can get some tools to start the healing process individually and in your relationship. Or if you want even more support and you'd like to work with me directly, you can contact me with the info that's on that website as well. I'm excited for you to make progress on your journey.